everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. Today, we're recording from the studios in the world headquarters of the Camp Codger Radio Network, based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Better yet, for the first time since our Snowbird episode back in March, all the codgers in the same room. It's hard to believe, but this episode will be published one day before the first anniversary of the launch of the Camp Codger podcast. Bravo! Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. 52 episodes. Amazing. Do you think we might actually be getting good at this, or is it just my imagination? Guys? I'd like to think we're better than we were one year ago. I guarantee it. Just go listen to that first episode. <laughs> That's oh, right. Boy. Yeah, and folks, you can go back into the archives and see how it was a year ago. Yeah, let us know whether we've improved or not. We'd like to hear. Before we jump into the Wayback Machine, which has become a favorite mode of travel for us, Richard reminds us of another musical great we just lost. It's been all in the news, so I'll simply offer up a personal memory of how a Tony Bennett song put a dream in my young mind. It was early 1962. I was 17 years old. It was a hard winter in Topeka, Kansas. And then I heard this song. I left my heart in San Francisco. And I remember immediately daydreaming about that place, California, where I wanted to go. A piece of that stayed with me for the next several years until I left Kansas and went to California, to school. I didn't get to San Francisco right away, but I got up there some months later, and I was not disappointed. Tony Bennett had brought me to California, and finally, to the city by the bay. Thanks, Tony. I have San Francisco as a common thread with you when it comes to Tony Bennett. I'm not a serious fan of the old crooners, but it was different when Tony sang, I left my heart in San Francisco. It was a magical moment the first time I heard him sing it after I had moved to San Francisco in 1972. I knew I had found home. And there's nothing like the visual image of being on a hill in San Francisco and hearing the Tony Bennett, I left my heart in San Francisco song. That was cool. Randy? I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm younger than you guys. My, My musical remembrances of Tony go way back to like the 80s when this old guy keeps bringing out the same song every time you see him on TV. (laughs) Can you think of any other song that Tony sang? I can't. Yeah, I mean, the the other part of that, besides the San Francisco song, which, let's face it, I'm teasing a little bit, is a great song. He made a career out of it. But the only other time you hear Tony Bennett for the most part, is during the Christmas season. He's one of those old crooners. They bring out the old, uh, literally, the 45s and the the 33 long play albums (laughs) on vinyl. Uh, So we hear a little bit of Tony Bennett singing Christmas, and that's really my memory of him. He's one of the guys, like you said, of my parents' generation who kind of made Christmas feel old-timey and like Christmas. He and Bing Crosby. Absolutely. Well, we'll miss you, Tony. Thanks, guys. Let's take a couple of minutes and tell our audience how Camp Codger got started way back when and remind folks of why we think this is a fun thing to do. The idea for Camp Codger podcast 
first came to Richard and me back in 2021 over a dinner one night. Richard literally said, we should do a podcast. And I immediately thought of, whoa, cool, another technology-based project. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hopeless when it comes to the chance to do a new project. And for me, it was a couple of months of fun research and epiphany with the name of the podcast, Camp Codger. We enjoyed that. That was a great name. And we were in business. However, everything really gelled when Randy joined the team in the summer of 2022. And we can thank my wife, B for that after having dinner one evening with Randy and Patty. Her first comment after they left was, you need Randy on Camp Codger. And she was spot on. And his voice and ideas brought the ideal balance to the project. We consider the first episode we published with Randy on August 3rd, 2022, to be the official launch of Camp Codger podcast. Well, thank you. So, guys, what does being part of Camp Codger mean to you, Richard? Well, number one, it's an acknowledgement that I am no longer a young man. <laughs> We're talking about older people and older people's issues and older people's nostalgia and memories. Being a teenage codger does not seem to work. That's an oxymoron. Right. But there were years when I was older that I kind of rejected my olderness. And now this has helped me accept it. So that's one thing. The other thing is that it's gotten me to think about all the issues that do affect old age, both uh, issues of health and entertainment and relationships and issues of nostalgia. What do I remember about the good old days and how should I present them to a larger audience? I echo Richard's thoughts and feelings on this because um, it is sort of an acknowledgement of the advancing years and we're not young anymore, but we don't have to be old. And I think for me, Camp Codger is the balance between, you know, looking back and reminiscing and talking about our earlier years and and the lives we we led and the things we experienced, and also dealing with our lives now. What are the issues now? What are we dealing with? What should we be concerned about? What should we celebrate about being older? I think we all share some of the same ideas. As, as I mentioned earlier, for me, satisfying my curiosity was really critical with Camp Codger because I got a chance to learn something new. Yeah, well, you're, you're such a project guy. I, I love I, to I, learn new things. I'm not surprised that that was kind of the launch pad for you because it makes perfect sense. Now, the other side, which you really didn't mention, is I think it's entertainment. There are times when we're recording where it's just plain fun. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be right. real here. It's just plain entertainment. I also share with you guys this idea of relevance. It gives us something to do. It gives us some purpose. I mean, we have a commitment to our, to our listeners. Every week, we're going to drop a new episode, and we do it. It's kind of like having a job, but not really having a job. We have a commitment. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's sort of like a part-time job, you know, that that you go to and you don't hate. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The reason it's not like a job is because we look forward. The pay is great. The dollars are just flowing over over the transom. Only people of our generation know what a transom is. <laughs> I love it when just in normal conversation, we throw in these old, obscure references. But everybody out there, you know, at the age of 65 or older, I know what that is. And all the 22-year-olds are, what the heck is a transom? <laughs> it's true, though. There's, there's so many time-specific words 
that you think, I haven't heard that word used in a decade. And I'll be honest, I haven't used transom <laughs> in a decade. All right, folks, if you don't know what a transom is, send us a comment. And we will answer you with the definition of what a transom is. All right, guys. Do you have any all-time favorite episodes? Randy. One of my favorite episodes we did pretty recently. We interviewed a wonderful lady named Sharon Lovejoy, who had written a book quite a while ago, as it turns out. But the book is still selling nicely. Her book is called Camp Granny, and she kind of epitomizes, I think, what we all want to be as grandparents, the fun grandparents, the grandparents that make it adventurous to be a kid and make it fun to come over to grandma and grandpa's. I love talking to her, and I love her book. I can see why you would. She was an absolute delight. I love the way that she talked about doing things that the parents wouldn't do. That was so cool. <laughs> That's right. You know, she's not afraid to push the boundaries a little yeah. bit and expose her grandkids to some things that, honestly, they probably should know about, but maybe the parents are too squeamish or too politically correct. Anyway. Or too busy. Uh, or too busy. Or just plain too busy. It's tough being a parent today, I think. <laughs> and Sharon recognized that, that one of the things that it's, good for grandparents to be able to do is kind of fill those times. Fill right, those gaps. right. To be there for the kids it when... A, it was a good the, show. It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Richard? Well, I go a little bit, bit different direction. I like the Steve Lopez retirement shows because I was still grappling with some of the, those issues. Uh, and his experience of, should I retire? Should I not retire? Why should I retire? Why should I not retire? Let me ask people who know something about this. It really resonated with me. I assume it resonated with some of the folks that listen to our broadcast. You know, it resonated with me uh, in much the same way because I was going through the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm still doing some work. I'm, I'm not officially 100% retired the way my father was when he got the gold watch at age 65 and he retired, then went out to the backyards the following Monday. And it's like, what the heck do I do now? I know that that's not my mode of retirement, but listening to Steve gave me some other ideas. Noticeably, the fact that, okay, you can cut back. You can scale your hours back. You don't have to be 100% retired. There's more than that. Instead of a like a light switch, there's a, a gradient of choices. And you can make retirement look like whatever you want it to. And the other thing is that he grappled with this idea, well, but I like what I do. Do I have to quit it because I'm a certain age? Right. I like it. And that was uh, very interesting to me. I had kind of moved beyond that in a sense. I'd gone through that grappling with calling myself retired, and it really was calling myself retired. So Steve's episode was interesting because I could look back and say, yeah, this is what I was struggling with, but I was done. I'm done. I'm retired, except for Camp Codger. Richard, you had a couple of gigs still going yeah. at the time, and you were still pretty active in your business. And that's the point. We are a microcosm of what Steve was talking about on, on those shows. And the interview was so great, we split it into two shows right. because he had so much to say. I love the fact that we all experienced it, the three of us, from where we were and got different things out of that show. You know, the other thing to remark about that show, he was our first guest. Oh, that's he true. He was our first guest. Steve, if, if you're listening... Thank you. You were a wonderful first mm -hmm. guest, and we will always 
remember you, whether we're retired or not. (laughs) (laughs) We do different genres. And the ones that tend to attract me are those that have a technical bias and are kind of educational. You know, being a little bit entertaining, but mostly educational. So the chat GPT and the metaverse things yep. strike me as, yep. well, people need to understand mm-hmm. this. And it's my job in, the, in life to help people understand it. Probably a little bit of is me wanting to take on the tech bros in Silicon Valley who drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys say in Silicon Valley are, isn't necessarily the truth. It's your version of the truth. I have an obligation to help our cohort better understands. So I like those kind of episodes. And it's hard also not to like memory lane episodes. But yep. before we go there, I love our memory lane episodes. But getting back to my dear friend, Chat GPT, <laughs> and I feel like we're, we're close now. We ended up doing two shows on Chat GPT, spaced out about three months apart. The first one was really fun because it was an adventure for all of us. We were discovering this brand new different way to sort of look at and interact with computers. So we were asking it questions and getting answers. <laughs> I still one of my favorite things on all of our shows is asking ChatGPT to write bios. Richard and I both had bios <laughs> written and poor Richard about 3 quarters of the way through we found out he had died in, in 2015. <laughs> and that that was the point at which I knew that ChatGPT wasn't ready for prime time. <laughs> but I have to say the thing I appreciate about Gary's interest in these things is that I'm not sure I would automatically gravitate to those things. It's certainly not in the depth that I did because right. of your suggestion that be the subject. Yeah. And I think it really broadened my knowledge of this that wouldn't have happened otherwise. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I hope our listeners enjoyed it too, because for me, it was a chance to help. And that's what we were doing there. Yeah, but we did get great responses to that because that first show, nobody had tried it yet. And we were kind of like the guinea pigs, right? And then the second show, when we went back, I was surprised at how much the technology had changed just in two or three months. It was behaving more responsibly in a way, right? It wasn't just throwing random facts out and putting them together. It wasn't hallucinating. It wasn't hallucinating, right? Mm-hmm. And and we found out that it told a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did those, and I think we'll do more of them. Can I break up another one? Sure. This one is more personal, certainly for Randy and myself, the Ills and Pills episode, where we both described our own episodes of getting older health-wise and some things that, that happened to us. It might not be the happiest show, but it was a show that just says, hey, this is a normal part of our experience and get used to it. That doesn't mean give in to it, but get used to it. it just It's an intermittent part of being older. Part of what we can do on this show and what the response has been to this show has been, wow, it was great to hear you guys talk about that. Because I went through something similar, right? Exactly. Uh, Anybody who's gone through a major medical event in their later years, and let's face it, most of us either have or will, sometimes you just need to be able to share it and feel like you're not alone. I think that was our contribution, Richard, to, to that discussion was being willing to talk about it. One of the things that Gary and I talked about early on is my vision for the show was always for it to be infotainment. There's an information segment to the shows that's really strong and really 
important. And at the same time, we, we need to be entertaining so that when we're delivering information, it's not real dry and boring. <laughs> we, we have a, a perspective to share, and we want to lighten things up when we can. It's a balance we try to achieve. Life is not always a bowl of... Life is Cheerios. not always a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> Life is not always a bowl of Cheerios. They, people have been saying that for years. <laughs> I just had a codger moment. I couldn't think of the word that I wanted to And use. we'd like to th- say thank you to our sponsor, Cheerios. <laughs> if you're listening out there, send us a check. But one of the categories that we've gotten some really strong responses to have been our memory lane shows. I think the best one was the most recent one we did in that category when we just took one year in our lives, one year, but we picked a great year, 1968, and we talked about what happened that year, where we were, uh, what the events of the year meant to us, what we were going through. I had so much fun researching that, and I had so much fun just talking about it with you guys. Yeah, it was a breathtaking year and a, and a, and a really interesting discussion. At the end of researching it, I thought, how did we survive that year? I know. <laughs> it was almost like a COVID year. It was insane. <laughs> That's right. It was one just thing stay after in your house. That's right. Just... The shades. I kind of like the music episodes. There's something about... Every generation, it's not just our generation, it's not the boomer generation, we all have our music. And when you go back, some of the songs just trigger you so mm-hmm. quickly. You say, oh my God, I was here, I was Yeah, I, was I doing remember this. when I heard that song, right? Absolutely. So when we do our memory lane trips, a little bit of nostalgia, it's hard not to go back and do music. So how about we talk about where do we think this show should go? This is our 52nd episode, right? 52 episodes in a row. One week we miss, but, you know, those things happen to old codgers now and then. (laughs) We're happy with that. We're really pleased. But do we do another 52 exactly the same? Or what are some ideas you guys have? Well, Gary, I think what we ought to do is try to stay the course as far as the balance that I think we've struck between getting serious and then lightening things up, I really like what we've done and I like the tone of it. And even when we do a serious topic, I think we bring a little humor and, and humanity right. to it. I don't want to lose that. I think that's one of the things that we're doing well. Well, the 800-pound gorilla in the room, the elephant... We haven't done sex and relationships. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that much material at no. this age. <laughs> <laughs> Not at our age, particularly. Come on, let's get real here, guys. No, that, as a matter of fact, is on the agenda. But maybe we should ask our listeners, what do you think we should do? We're really wide open. If we got uh, some comments, some inputs, some ideas, we'd love to... Play them out. If you've got a grand idea for a show, for a theme we might want to pick up, drop us an email. We'll have all that information at the end of the show. Send us an email. Leave a comment. Leave us a voicemail. We'd actually like to have a little more listener participation. One of the things that we could think about is actually interviewing some of our listeners. 
what's going on with them at this stage in their lives. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've learned over the last 52 episodes is our experiences have resonated with our listeners and because we've gotten feedback that says, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I remember that too, or I went through something similar. So I would like for us to have a little more interaction with, uh, with you folks out there that are listening. If you've got something to say, drop us a line. We'll schedule a time to record you. We're happy to bring you onto the show for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, if you've got something to say. Wait I a think, minute. You don't let me talk for 30 minutes. Well, I gotta, why you, I've been trying to train you, Richard, unsuccessfully, but I've been working on it. It'll never happen. And let's not scare people away either. You know, it's not that we want just that from you folks. We want your comments. And um, we'd love to, to talk to you um, a little further hear your stories, and then put you on if you want to be on the show and and whatnot. But that's not a requirement. The feedback sometimes is great. We've gotten some ideas from listeners about shows that turned into some of our favorite episodes. Yeah. And we've also gotten feedback about people taking what we've said, telling us their own experiences, and that could easily be orally told on the show. Right, right. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also are delighted that you're still with us and still listening. That's a good thing. I have some thoughts on things we could do. We introduced Joke of the Day, which turns out to be roughly Joke of the Week, but that's close enough. Right? Hey, we're codgers. We're codgers. <laughs> we have got nothing to do, and we can also decide not to do anything, which we did for a few times. For those of us who remember 60 Minutes and Andy Rooney, mm. I think there's an Andy Rooney in, in all of us. And we should do a little bit of Andy Rooney. A few minutes with Andy Rooney at the end of the 60-minute show was always something I used to look forward to. Mm -hmm. A few minutes with Randy Rooney. (laughs) Randy Rooney. I like that. Did you ever notice that when you open up a bottle of Coca-Cola, you end up with fizzy stuff all over the counter? Yes. (laughs) Anyway, if you have some ideas on that, let us know. But I think that could be a fun thing to do. We should add that. Okay, guys, anything else? I think this has been fun. It's kind of nice to look back. I only have one more thing to say. I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep doing this. Okay, I think you're stuck with this for another 52 weeks. (laughs) And if you don't like us, well, don't do anything. Just keep listening. And folks, tell your friends, this is a great show. And we we work hard to put it out every week. So share it with your friends. And let's uh, let's make this camp bigger. That's a grand idea. Guys, it's been a great year. And I think we'll do another one as we just decided, right? Let's just keep this thing going. A big, huge thanks to our listeners. We do this podcast for you. Your letters and comments were great. Keep them coming. We look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another exciting, stimulating episode of Camp Codger. Yeah, baby. No, we're not going to talk about sex next week. Oh, It's in the pipeline, guys. Someday we'll talk about sex. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger in your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com, post a comment at www.campcodger.com, or leave a voicemail at 505 
216-617-216-617-1.